Hey, this is Neil Mackay, your host of a Vietnam podcast. Now, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you about one of my favorite affiliate partners, and that is Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for years for everything from ordering YouTube thumbnails to keyword research, writing podcast articles, even to Canva designs and thumbnails and more. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a podcaster, or anyone in between, Fiverr has got you covered. It really is the go-to platform if you want to find freelancers offering a massive range of services to help you on any project. Maybe you need a stunning new logo or just a short animation, whatever you need, you can find it on Fiverr. What I love the most is how easy Fiverr makes it to connect with talented freelancers from around the world, all at prices that will fit whatever your budget is. Plus, with Fiverr's secure payment system, you can trust that your transactions are safe and secure. No dodgy people you meet on Facebook groups that disappear with your money and never give you what you want. What, that's only happened to me? As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you use the link and at no extra cost to you. As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you click my link and you buy something, all at no extra cost to you. And best of all, you will be directly supporting the making of this podcast that you're listening to for free, but it is not free to make. So why we head over to somewhere that you've probably never been before. It's called the show notes. So whatever app you're listening in, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything at all, head to the show notes, click on my special link, and then you can browse thousands of gigs ready to help you with your next project. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Let's go. Now, so if you had the next week to explore Vietnam, where would you go? I probably love to go to uh, go up to the north again, because I love this place like Chang Am, Ninh Bình. Uh, I can always go back there and just you know uh, rent a bike and just um, a bicycle to cycle around. That would be amazing. Other than that, maybe I would love to go to. Uh, the mountain area, like Hazan. Have you been before? Yeah, I've been there once before. Uh, it was such a amazing trip where we got caught uh, in. Like, if you have you been to Hazan mm-hmm. before? Like, yeah. Like, if you uh, go back a little bit late, then it's just on fog around and you couldn't see anything. Yeah. We were really unlucky. We got really bad weather for the first two days. Uh, and it was just raining the whole time and it was cold and yeah, foggy as well. It was horrible, but but still like unbelievably beautiful. Luckily for the last two days, it cleared up. A funny story with uh, 
Hazang, I um, took my phone out to look up at a map or something like that. We went up the hill and I went to get my phone out to take a picture and it wasn't in my pocket. I was like, I've dropped it. So I went back to where I last had it and we were scouring the road the whole time. Couldn't find it at all. So we get on, like, you know, find my phone on my wife's phone. Yeah. And we can see that it's moved and it's down the valley. So we went up, like, the hill and it was in the valley. So we literally went door to door on the bikes. The dogs, like, we were terrified and we were just like, like we can't speak Vietnamese. We were just like, din thoi, din thoi. Like, we probably don't even understand what we're saying. One guy was like, kind of tried to help us but couldn't help us. And we were just about to give up when this woman obviously understood what we were saying and like pointed. Yeah. Oh, and we text the phone saying like, if you have my phone, we text it from my wife's phone saying, if you have my phone, we'll give you 500,000. Like just, like it was ringing. We were trying to call it. They weren't answering. Eventually we found it and it was just like two women with babies, two men, and they had my phone. I was like, oh my goodness, amazing. I was like, and they wouldn't give me it back without giving them 500,000. I even tried to negotiate and like I can do numbers in Vietnamese. So I was trying to be like, you know, I'll, I'll give you 100,000, 200, wouldn't take less than 500,000. And they literally were like holding it hostage, like holding it away from me and wouldn't even let me get it. But they, they gave it to me. I gave them the money. I was like, right, whatever, you know, it's like just over $20, get my phone back. We sat down and had tea with them. <laughs> we were in this, like, valley in Hazang. And there's just this, like, little basic wooden kind of house. Yeah, we got pictures with them. We sat down, we had tea, and then yeah. we just went on our way. And I was like, it's a cool story. <laughs> we literally were going door to door in this little hamlet in the bottom of this valley, just shouting, din twai, din twai, and found my phone. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, it's weird, right? Like, normally you would think these people are, like, unfriendly towards you. Like... Funny because you talk about your story because I have a story like last about two years ago. Um, my then boyfriend and I were, you know, like taking a bike ride to Bing Thuat. And then we crashed into another bike. Like the crash was pretty horrible. And then they tr- they wanted to beat up my then boyfriend because um, according to them, he was the reckless driver. But actually, I think it was both of our fault. It's no one's fault, and also everyone's fault. And they tried to beat him up, and uh, I tried to talk them out of it, like a lot of screaming involved. I was just like, everyone calm down, like, we're going to solve this. And um, after checking, like, um, they are not hurt at all, and then they see that my boy, then boyfriend uh, had some sort of injury on his arm. They offer to take us to the hospital without asking for any compensation at all. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> was on the fighting was for, man. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a good outcome. I've never been to Kondao. I would love to go to Kondao. You see, uh, you would, uh, uh, like in daytime, you would absorb all the suffering of the <laughs> prison field, and at night you enjoy yourself by the beach. feel like that's a... I, I sound so vanilla when it comes to this question, but yeah, this uh, my needs are very simple. I don't I don't understand the definition of vanilla when you've just talked about sex for like the last five. 
Uh, but I also Conda. I don't know why that's vanilla because that, Conda. I've not been, but I've heard it's beautiful. I've, I know people who have stayed at the Six Senses, which uh, would be a dream. Mm. It's a, a bit, no, but bit, the reason why I say vanilla is because like it's just one of the major de- tourist destinations. I can't. I can't think of it. I don't of know if is. I don't think that comes off the tip of the tongue when yeah. you think of tourist destinations. Well, that's good. Then I'm not vanilla. Yeah, no, that's Conda's a good one. I, I want to. I do want to go there. Me and my wife, we definitely want to. Check that out, but I don't know if we stay at the six senses. Maybe if they listen to this and they're like, oh yeah, you can come up here and record an episode <laughs> on a free night, that would be pretty awesome. Oh wow. Um, there's a few places. When I first came here, I did all the tourist places and that, uh, but Queen Yon, I never made it to. And uh, Fung Nya Cave, is it? The, the big cave. There are a couple of things I like to do. Um, yeah, I've done the H2H cycle ride a couple of times, which is a, a charity ride from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh. They do every year around April. So that was kind of cool in terms of seeing Vietnam off the beaten track. That's know. incredible. You cycled the length of Vietnam. Mm, the second time my dad did it as well. Wow. Six, 69 years old. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. What was that like then? I just so the H2H is an unbelievable event. Like mm. A lot of people ask me, how am I going to do it? Um, I would like to I just don't think I could but like so what's that like then? Um, yeah it was great it was hard work mm. especially for me that I don't do that much exercise um, and the first year the first year I think I, I got loads of sponsorship the first year because I think most of my friends thought you're not going to do that and then after the when I started doing it the second year people were like it can't be that hard then <laughs> you know, so, um, but the second year I did it with my dad that was pretty special you know, like I've lived in Vietnam now for ten years, so don't get to see my parents or family that much. So it was nice for my dad to come over and spend a month together, and um, that was pretty cool. It was just good, you know, father-son bonding time. Lots of you know, chats about what Manchester United were getting up to. And, oh, yeah, Manchester you know, United thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now that must have been incredible experience, and you must have seen such another side of Vietnam because, like we mentioned, like. The perception that people have of Vietnam is probably what you experienced on that bike ride, but then we live in Saigon and it's not like yeah. that at all. But I think sometimes Saigon gets a bit of a bad rap, but because like any big city, it's got its problems. You know, like people getting mugged or backpackers getting targeted and taxi scams and things like that. But then when you get out into the countryside and stuff, and people are so nice, you know, and they, we, we used to have the, in Vietnamese, the um, slogan on the battle the information that tells people what you do people are so grateful you know they come out giving you beers and stuff it's great yeah I mean Vietnamese people are amazing yeah it's just so friendly uh, Central Vietnam so Da Nang and Hoi An are my favourite part of all of Vietnam it's just such a beautiful area Hoi An in particular is so so stunning like just the the culture and the history and and the fact that it's be it's tried to preserve that that culture um but I haven't actually been up the Hai Van Pass yet so I would really like to drive the Hai Van Pass between Da Nang and Hue uh I don't know if I'll do that this year or maybe perhaps for Tet next year I'd really like to go do that and see Bana Hills in Da Nang. I hear that's just such a strange experience, but really cool. The hands. The yeah, the bridge hands and then the, the town um, around it. Yeah, I'd really like to go see that and then spend a couple of days 
on the beach in Anbang, probably by Seoul Beach Bar. Yeah, I like that. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, that would, that, that would be a good week. Cycle back through the rice paddies. Yeah, like, get a little bit lost, take some photos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the one. I think I could chill uh, the north, north, the top north, like Sabah and stuff. I went there uh, one time uh, for a trekking trip, but I didn't stay long enough to explore the whole town. Or Hoi An, if I have, if I had a, a week, I would go there, stay in one villa again, read the book, or like two or three. Um, yeah, making friends with local people. That's it. I don't want to do a lot. I've been traveling a lot and doing a lot of things. So really relax. relax. Easy life. <laughs> it's important to re-energize yourself. Hanoi. Wait, what? I've never been to Hanoi. In the three years that I've been in Saigon, in Vietnam, I have never been to Hanoi. I've been to Phu Quoc, I've been to Da Nang and Hoi An, and I've just, I've just to Central, but I have not been to Hanoi. So I would go to Hanoi as long as the week was not during this time of year when it's cold and rainy, um, because I do not deal with cold at all. At all. Anything below uh, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't even know what that is in Celsius. I know it's still hot for most people. I cannot deal with cold at all. I'm allergic to cold. If I get cold, I get hives. I get itchy. I get welts in red. And it's very, very uncomfortable for me. I've read recently that I could actually go into anaphylactic shock. I'm actually literally allergic wow. to cold. So you never go to Scotland then? I'd never. No. Never. And would you go up to like Hazang and Sapa and things like that? Or are you going to spend yeah. a week in Hanoi? Definitely. No, I would, I would want to do Sapa and um, uh, where's the place with the big like island? Oh, uh, Halong Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd want to do the whole North Park because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Ten years, and I've been around to a couple of cool spots. Um, I like to go off the beaten trail, so Ninbin was really cool because they have a grilled mountain goat. So all the vegans and vegetarians out there, I'm sorry. Um, I enjoy places down south like Rakia and um, Kondao is really nice. A week off, where do I go? I mean, if it was me, I would just stay in Saigon and just eat my brains out. <laughs> That's all I would do. I, I don't need to go see anything. Um, but there's a lot of great, great places in this country. I love Hanoi. I love Da Nang, Nha Trang, Da Lat. I, just, I, love, I love Vietnam. I've, I've been a pro advocate of Vietnam for so many years, and I still continue to be a pro advocate of Vietnam. Um, it's a great place to be at. It really has supported my career and I hope that during the 10 years of being here I have given back just a little bit uh, because because Vietnam has given me everything I would go to the north I have I still haven't been to Hoi An or Sapa or Halong Bay or anywhere I've been so dedicated on gender funk I didn't have a vacation for two years 
that's why I went home was so ill. I worked so much. Yeah. So um, I'm very tied to the city um, or drag where drag's been taking me. Like I've been to Taipei recently with it or to Cambodia and stuff. So uh, I would go to the north. Yeah. yeah but and the north is and see it. hope you enjoyed this episode if you're like me you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public wi-fi this opens you up to digital snoopers it's a massive problem it can be your internet service provider or you know who looking at what you do online or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data these days it is vital that you keep your data safe NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers. <laughs>